Want to drive greater success in social commerce? With Deloitte's latest creator economy research, you can. After surveying over 500 creators and 500 brands, our insights are helping CMOs and marketing teams harness the power of content creators. And not only that, but how to do it well. See for yourself by visiting cmo.deloitte.com today. Hey there, it's Jim Stengel, host of the CMO Podcast. We're all marketers here, so let's be real for a sec. We all know that your website shouldn't be a static asset. It should be a dynamic part of your strategy to build your brand and drive conversions. That's Marketing 101. But 54% of marketing leaders say web updates take too long. That's over half of you listening right now. And that's where Webflow comes in. Their visual-first platform allows you to build, launch, and optimize web pages fast. That means you can set ambitious marketing goals and your site can rise to that challenge. Learn why teams like Dropbox, IDEO, and Orange Theory all trust Webflow to achieve their most ambitious goals today at webflow.com. Hi, I'm Jim Stengel, and I help major brands find their purpose and activate it, and the profits follow. For seven years, I was the global marketing officer for Procter & Gamble, where I oversaw the marketing of hundreds of brands. You may not know it, but the CMOs, the chief marketing officers of all of your favorite brands, are trying to connect you with your favorite products and services through purpose. And on this show, I delve into how they do it. Can you guess how much faster brands that demonstrate creativity grow versus their less creative peers? Well, a whopping 2.6 times faster. So on this Office Hours episode of the CMO Podcast, we will try to help you in your quest to build a more creative organization and grow your brand 2.6 times faster. My guest on this special edition of our show is Mark Singer, the U.S. Chief Marketing Officer for Deloitte Digital. Deloitte Digital is a privately held 10-year-old creative digital consultancy and is a subsidiary of Deloitte. Mark has been at Deloitte Digital for nine years, following senior roles at blue chip ad agencies. Mark and his team partnered with Lions, the organization that runs the annual Cannes Lions Festival of Creativity, to design, field, and analyze a massive study about unlocking creativity in large organizations. Today, we will talk about the findings from that pioneering work and its implications for you and your company. Full disclosure, Deloitte is the exclusive sponsor of this podcast, but that doesn't stop me from asking Mark penetrating questions about creativity and business transformation. Here's my conversation with Deloitte Digital CMO, Mark Singer. Mark, welcome to the CMO podcast. I have to ask you, are you feeling especially creative today? You know, I I don't think a day comes by that I don't feel creative. Um, you know, with all with all of the work and all of the things going on in our world, it, it's the thing that gives me the most energy because um, it allows me to just sort of step out and look at things differently and find find new and interesting things to 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 get excited about. Yeah, for sure. Well, you've worked in a whole host of really creative organizations in your really great career. You've been at Razorfish, Ogilvy, McCann Worldwide, and for, the last, and for the last nine years, Deloitte Digital. So I want you to go back at the start of your career when you were this young madman starting a career in advertising. What attracted you to this whole area of creativity and creative organizations? I started my career, I wanted to go to medical school. Uh, and then, you know, I spent a lot of time working in hospitals. And, and what really got me, got me into this business was uh, the only way I could see the action 
the only way I could learn interesting things was I had to be in the mix of the things. And the most interesting thing at the time were, were these heart-lung transplants that were going on. The only way I could go see them is if I went in and I filmed it for the medical school hmm. and filmed it and edited it and put the whole package together. And it was really through that process that I was, I was, I, I, I was like, holy cow, this is, this is so much, so much more interesting, maybe, maybe a little less valuable in the world, but so much more interesting for me. Um, and, and that's really how I sort of got into it is it, through this world of storytelling. What's interesting about it is that the, the, the creative aspects of storytelling is, is really, you, you got to find ways to say things and show things in ways that people didn't expect. But once they see it there, they go, Oh my God, that, that was pretty obvious. Whether it's in, in advertising and marketing, whether it's in sales, whether it's in like talking to talent and employees, right? Whether it's on a podcast, right? It's all about storytelling and how you, how you sort of show people a different way just to look at the problem. So I think that's, that's how my career sort of always progressed. Well, let's stay with your story for a few more minutes. You were interested in medicine way back then, and then you got interested in storytelling. So tell us about that ship. Uh, I, all right. Now you're, now you're getting into the world of Mark here. Um, medicine was just one part of it. Like I think my, my passions have always taught me to go and learn new things, right? So, you know, medicine, sure, that was how I ended up into creative. But, you know, there's a whole narrative that I went from, from you know, working in a, in, in, you know, a storied ad agency to go into this startup called Razorfish at the time. Uh, and that was all around technology. And, and that, that's maybe, you know, now you say that's maybe part of the creative process is like doing new things and learning new things. If you don't, if you're not constantly learning something that's really different from what you know, I think it's really hard to be thinking about different perspectives, you know, on, 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 on stuff that you're being asked to do. You have had such experience in so many organizations and you're a left brain, right brain kind of guy. For you, Mark, what are the signs? the visible signs when you walk into an organization that it's creatively driven, creatively charged? I think there's a couple of things. Um, one, there's just a certain energy. Um, there's a certain energy where people are talking to each other and not talking with each other, but like it, in a way that, that they are sharing. For example, I just, I just came up here from, from having coffee and, and you know, there's people all around us. And, and the topics of conversation people are talking about are just completely... Like there's the standard water cooler chat, but like, you know, and then of course like the election chat and everything, but, but people are talking about random things like, you know, something that they learned, something that they did. There's a, just a feeling like you walk in and you just like, I'm getting energy from this. Like, I don't know where it's coming from, but I'm getting energy in this. Uh, I think the other thing is there is sort of a, uh, standard sort of view of like what creative is that you ask sort of a lay person on the street, like what is creative? They're going to talk about art. Or they're going to talk about something that they visually see or music, right? That's creative. But and maybe this is where this energy comes from. Uh, but to me, like creative is, is, is this notion of, of like, I got a lot of different perspectives coming together. Uh, and I got a lot of different perspectives. And by the way, not everyone is right. Um, but not everyone is wrong either. People that are open in an organization or, a, or you know, a, a place that you walk in and you just see people open, willing to learn and willing to listen not just the points of view that they have, but others, I think that that fosters creativity. Diversity ultimately fosters creativity, you know, in the end, you know, diversity of backgrounds, but also diversity of uh, thinking as well. Now, you moved from McCann, you know, a, a wonderful, large global 
ad agency, and you were a senior EVP back then. This is going back to 2013. You joined Deloitte Digital back then. And I suspect that surprised some of your friends and colleagues. So could you tell us about that, Mark? Tell us about that move, that decision in your life, why you chose it, and why Deloitte Digital? I actually was at Deloitte once before for, for a very short stint. Um, and, and it's relevant because, because you know, when, when I got here, I, I went from Razorfish. We were doing a, 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 essentially the digital branding of a, a very large spin-out. Deloitte was doing all the M&A work and all the consulting work. And, uh, and I'm, I'm a guy where, you know, I was at Razorfish. I was wearing my you know, dirty diesel jeans and a T-shirt and showing up in, in these board-level meetings talking about, you know, here's what your new digital brand looks like and here's what your site looks like and here's how you're going to commute. And you know, all the folks at Deloitte were looking at me going like, who's this guy? Why is he here? And why is he keep taking what we should be doing? So I ended up uh, uh, going to Deloitte at the time to help build uh, essentially a competency in this. I, at the time, I always thought I was like, wow, to, to have access to the incredible talent that a consulting firm has, right? Of, of like people doing M&A work, uh, you know, people doing human capital work, people doing big platform migrations and technology, right? And they, they were missing the missing link. They were missing the connection to people. Uh, in all that. They got, had all the back office stuff, all the finance stuff, but they were also the access that I think every agency in the world was sort of going, how do I, how do I get that seat at that board table? And so like, that's what intrigued me. So I went there. I, I don't think the industry was ready at the time. So I, so I left. When I went back uh, in 2013, it, it, it's funny because I distinctly had from my leadership at, at, my, at my old place, uh, uh, an earful of why are you going there? What are you going to get? You know, I think there were there were uh, global CEOs that went on record about consulting firms and creativity and mm-hmm. and how they they you know they just don't get it. But what I saw at Deloitte is Deloitte got it. I mean, maybe not in the beginning when when I was there first time, but we got it now and we understood it and, and we understood it from a very practical, pragmatic way of like what does creativity mean to to, to our clients and what does creativity mean to driving our business. I wasn't part of the initial startup, but I was certainly part of the one of the earlier teams, you know, Deloitte Digital, and we created this amazing business that I do think uh, we changed the the industry. Um, I you know I, I think a year or two after I, I I came to Deloitte is when people started calling me and people going like, everybody wants to be like you guys. What are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. I think that's what attracted me, and, and attracted me was was the access. The access to like just much more meaningful uh, uh, skills and talents and clients that had more meaningful problems. You've been there nine years. What are you most proud of, Mark, in that nine-year run? Uh, honestly, I mean, besides the client work, it's, you know, we are always about the client work. You also will know that we don't necessarily talk about our client work mm-hmm. too often because um, I think we believe that our client work is our client's work uh, and we've just helped unlock it for them. But what I would say is what I'm most proud of is, is what we built uh, as, as this business. I mean, I think 10 years ago, you didn't hear of any of the holding companies talking about consulting at all. Uh, 10 years ago, you didn't hear, you know, data was just sort of like, eh, let's do data. Like, I remember when I left to go to Razorfish, uh, my, 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 my boss said to me, he goes, he goes you know, this, this, this digital thing is just, it's going to be a passing fad, right? And so, like, you didn't hear 10 years ago, like, Digital actually being the driver of, of a lot of a lot of business, and I think what I'm most proud of is we're we're part of the transformation that marketing has been going through, um, and and I like to think that 
we were at the forefront of leading it. And you know, we our vision in the beginning was we're not going to run a holding company. We're going to build everything together. We're going to make acquisitions, but they're not going to run separately. And a lot of people, including our, our our competitors, I think, have followed our model and you know continue to iterate and grow on it. And you know that's what I'm proud of. Yeah, I'd agree with that. What would you say is the key to success for today's CMO? If you said data, you wouldn't be the only one. At Deloitte, however, we believe data is only half of the equation. The other half, story. Because data is the language of business, but story is the language of humans. And we believe the most successful CMOs know how to harness the power of both data and story. To learn more about Deloitte's CMO program and how we can help today's CMOs succeed, visit cmo.deloitte.com. We've all been there. You spend millions of dollars each year driving traffic to your company's website, and then the results come in and they're just not what you hoped. On top of that, 81% of marketing leaders say website ownership is a challenge. So what do you do? Well, you switch to Webflow. Let me tell you why. Webflow's visual-first platform empowers your team to own your company's most valuable dynamic marketing asset, your website. From launching a new site to optimizing for SEO and conversions, Webflow gives you the tools you need to drive business growth fast. Unlock your website's full potential when you build, manage, and host with Webflow. Get started today at webflow.com. Now listen, let's flip to this research that you have recently fielded. And it's a study, a big study that you did in partnership with Lions. And the study is titled, A Radical Rethink, Why Business Transformation Needs to Get Creative. So I want to get into the study. I have been in a presentation where your team presented this, and I found it massively useful. I've used it several times in my own life since I saw that presentation. But I want to start at the beginning, Mark. I've been parts of lots of research studies at P&G and post that. And, and the beginning story is always interesting. So let's start with why the heck did you do it? Why did you embark on this? That's a great question. You know, I think in the same vein of like how we looked at the marketing business and said, you know, there, there's, there's, a, there's a new way of thinking about this business we call marketing. What we quickly realized over the, over the past couple of years is that creativity is always a benchmark. Um, and there's been very traditional definitions of benchmarks uh, of that. Like you go to Lions, you know, historically, you go to, you know, one show, you go to, you know, Effie's, like you name it, right? There's a very traditional description and there's very formulaic, mm-hmm. you know, did, did it, did it move you? Did it do this? Did it have certain component, right? And we've been talking with Lions, we've been partnering with Lions, you know, a lot, as you know. And, you know, we, we, we started talking to them about this idea of, of like, you know, business transformation sort of has to be part of the narrative of lions uh, at the end. Right. And I, I think they agreed and, you know, ultimately they, they, uh, uh, in their wisdom, you know, built, built the, uh, uh, built a new category around it. Um, an awards category. They now award lions for, uh, for business transformation. And, and I think in the spirit of like moving the business for the betterment of the business and moving the business for the betterment of, of our clients, ultimately, we felt that creativity has to be redefined, redefined in the world of what digital is. We're, technology and data and, and experiences and, you know, and, and, you know, we felt that there was, there was really an important opportunity to a help change the narrative and help empower the industry and empower the business to think about creativity differently 
or or maybe expand upon its definition, um, and then and then also you know create some structure and definition around what does that mean? What does that look like? What does that do for you? How do you as a business think about creativity, right? And that was really sort of that, at the source of of the study um, that that we did. You know, nobody nobody wants to do advertising for advertising's sake. No one wants to do you know digital for digital sake. Mm-hmm. Like we we all do this to to move the needle for our clients. Yeah. Your organization, Broadly Deloitte, does a lot of really interesting research. You chose Lions to be a partner in this, or they chose you. I don't know. I don't know how how the story went, but why? Why is this partnership, Deloitte and Lions? You could have worked with a lot of different organizations to do this kind of study. Why them? I'll ask the rhetorical question back. Is there another organization that manifests create, creative and gets the mind share of what creative looks like? I mean, it is it, Lions is is the festival, is the recognition of creativity in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, for agencies, that's what they aspire to. For you know um, uh, creatives, that's what they aspire to. So you know, it is the gold standard of how you get recognized creatively today. Now, the scope of this study was and still is very ambitious. You looked at 10 years of global company profiles, an in-depth look at the Can Lions Award winners for creative business transformation, and on and on. So I don't want you to totally go into the technicalities of the study, but the audience just should know it's deep and it's broad. I'd like you to start with what do you feel are some of the most powerful and important lessons that came from that study, the ones that are resonating most within Deloitte, within Lions, and with your clients? I think the big summary that we sort of took out of it uh, was we recognize that there is, there's a gap. Any good insights always says there's, there's tension because there's a gap. There's a chasm to be crossed. Mm-hmm. A lot of this was client-focused and not, not necessarily work-focused. Work, work was recognized, but on the client, there was, there was this gap. And this gap is what we sort of have, have, have termed it's this creativity gap. You know, in an organization, organizations that win, organizations that manifest change, organizations that are seen as leaders in their in their business, like they have found ways that they can close this gap, right? And 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 part of that was also looking at like, okay, I'll get into a second, like what is that gap and how do you close it? But like, what are the, what are what's the environment that has led to that gap actually being there? We've we talked many times at ANA and others that that like CMOs are are the growth engine, right? They are the growth engine of the company. It's always been growth, 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 growth. Ideally, I, right? Ideally, right? Yeah. And and I think we 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 subscribe to that. We believe that. We believe that CMOs need to have a seat at the at the board table because they're the ones that are the that that can help find where that new growth comes from. But because of that, and because the focus has always been on growth. The, 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 the notion of CMOs as creative has sort of declined. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, there's that, there's that, there's that classic, you know, saying of, of, you know, CMOs will last 48 months, 72 months, depending on what you, what you talk about it. But like, you know, when, 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 when you can find organizations that can strike the right balance of like, I can drive growth and I can be a creative organization. And we'll talk about what that means. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are excelling the fastest, right? And so it's that it's that gap between sort of like uh, those two two components. Um, you know that that goes everywhere from like what their teams are, how their teams are structured, to what they value. To honestly, in some cases, like cre- creativity isn't always about winning. <laughs> creativity is about learning, ultimately, right? And and to learn, sometimes you you have to fail. To learn, sometimes you have to take risks. Um, 
and and you know the more you do it, the more you learn what what's going to work and what's not going to work. So all of that has sort of led to like this 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 gap in in leadership skill sets. You know, from the CMO down through their organization, people want to play it safe. People want to you know take less risks. Uh, people will value one thing over the, over the other, right? And sort of uh, you, you stop learning. I mean, we know companies that every every two years they their marketing department shifts around and goes to another organization, which is great in theory. But what ends up happening is people just pull the old playbook and they run the playbook from their predecessor and then they'll run, you know, they'll just keep doing new things and maybe try something new here or there. So it was really this, this gap of uh, was, was our biggest insight that, that, that we found and, and those that closed it did that. Um, and, and when you don't have that, I think the implication is that it, it truly like deprives the entire organization of, of the ability to like, Think about the problems that they're solving, their commercial problems. I want to be clear, like creativity is about commercial success. Think about the commercial problems they're solving, but in new ways. Um, you know, it would, you, you, you then just become a Six Sigma organization trying to like continuously improve and get incremental improvement instead of like radically transforming it, which you really need to have different perspectives and different ways and different, different thoughts uh, coming into that. So I think that was probably our biggest sort of aha moment. I think it's also something we, we all kind of, in the business intuitively know, we never really quantified it um, and, and, and qualified that. And, and I think that's what this study does. So this there's been a rise in chief growth, growth officer titles, right? A huge rise, which your study underscored. And at the same time, a bit of a decline in the CMO titles, right? So, and, and this is a good thing, right? CMOs are being redefined as chief growth officers uh, in increasing in numbers. But you're saying in some cases, and your research would suggest many cases, as they take on the growth challenge, sometimes the creativity drops and that's the gap. So why do you think that is, Mark? I mean, just in human terms, is it that the CMO starts working on different things, that they get called into different kinds of meetings, they stop working with some of the partners they work with historically, which brought new thinking? Why, why do you think that is? I, I think there's a couple of couple reasons for that. Um, I think to start with, how you are measured is how you behave. Um, and, and when you are measured for growth, you know, there, there's, there's mathematical ways that you can put on paper and say, I do X, I do Y, I do Z, I'm going to grow and I'm guaranteed that. As CMOs have taken on more responsibilities, which I think is the right thing, by the way. I mean, you know, I, I, I love... I love when I talk to CMOs that are responsible not just for marketing but sales, right? Or, or not just marketing but you know uh, revenue, right? But as, as you start taking on those responsibilities, you're measured very differently, um, and you have to think about the problem much more directly. Like every action I take is going to lead. So, so I think that risk taking has sort of gone sideways a little mm -hmm. bit. I also think that. It, it, the, the teams that they start bringing in and start surrounding themselves with, you know, are not coming from the developed skill sets of, 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 you know, thinking about problems with creative solutions. So I think it's just, it's a structure of teaming. It's a structure of risk. Uh, and then it's also, I think, I think partners, um, you know, creativity is in your organization, but, but it comes from your partners. Uh, and I think no, no secret, the industry uh, has sort of continued to, move forward, but not move forward as fast as clients have been moved forward. Mm -hmm. And so that's also created a bit of a vacuum in terms of like who's, who's got loud voices at the table um, yeah. to help, help, help shape those, shape those narratives. Mark, as you 
think about this research and this creativity gap and some of the insights that your research kind of uncovers to address it. What for you was a finding or two that was most surprising, most counterintuitive? We all know that the role of the CMO has changed. Like, and we all know that like, this is the time of not just marketing transformation, but CMO transformation. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we're, we're even starting to see CMOs becoming CEOs, right? So, so yeah, you're right. The role, the role has changed in the, in the overall scheme of things. Um, and what's interesting, and, and, and I don't know, I'm just thinking anecdotally, a number of CMOs that sort of take on more titles actually don't technically replace their role. So that, that shift of the number of folks that are taking on more senior roles, but they're not necessarily backfilling their old roles because the organization has changed and the, and the structure has changed. But that's left sort of that, that skill set gap within that leadership team. That, that's probably been the most interesting thing is just sort of see like how, how the good things of our business and the evolution of, of, of the CMO role uh, is, 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 is definitely been good. It does have some, uh, had some unintended consequences along the way. This is just a really hypothetical question. If you take the learning from the study and you project out, I don't know, call it five, seven years, what do you think the job of the CMO will look like? Mm. Whenever I'm asked for a future prediction, I always start with, if I had a crystal ball, I probably would not be in this business. So, um, but what do I think in the next five years it's going to be? Uh, I'd love to continue to see the CMO role taking on more importance in the organization. I'd love to see the CMO role taking on more of a business accountability and business leadership role in the business. I think at the end of the day, what differentiates brands from other brands is not just the product, but it's the experience of the brands. Uh, and you know, experience is more than just what you say, but it's what you do. It's how you do it. It's to whom you do it, right? I think you know, even in B2B, the focus of the customer at the end and how do you, how do you be more, more aligned to the, you know, the values of your customer and the structure of your customer, like that, that, those are things that are going to drive your business. And, you know, it's interesting. I think there's, there's a shift even going on that, that, that product businesses like used to be the engineers that were top leaderships. It used to be the, the scientists, you know, behind it, you know, the chemists behind whatever it is were, were the top leaders. I think that's even starting to shift um, because there's a certain intangible effort of like, how do I marry this unique thing I do with this thing that the, that, that my customer needs to do? And what do I need to change in my business to get the two together, right? And I think that that is where CMOs are, are most aligned, you know, too. Back to one of the other questions, I do think that there is a, there's a, there's a, there's a challenge down the road where, where as, as more of those responsibilities sort of come into place, the further away from what, what is, what is you know, traditionally CMOs own creativity, further away that they sort of get from being able to be creative uh, but I think if, if they if they continue to apply this principles of like how do I look at the problem with different disciplines, different resources, different skill sets, different perspectives, and, and come up with like what's the next new thing, the new transformation that I can do, the new product I can create, the new experiences that that, that we serve. I think I think the better served they will be when they move up into those roles. I was asked recently in an interview. What is a CMO? The very basic question. What are they? What is it? What do they do? And how do you get there? So, and I had to think about that. 
And I, I want to share with you what I said about what is a CMO and get you to react to that with everything you just said about where it's going into the future. I said three things. The first, I, th- I said a CMO is an artist, an operator, and an engineer. It's going to have to have all those things going. The second thing I said, the CMO is a curious person, especially about the four C's, the customer, the culture, the category you are in, and creativity itself. And the third thing I said is, you're a people leader. You you attract and retain and build wonderful teams and people. And inspire. Yep. So that's what I said. So what's your reaction to that? Is that forward looking? Uh, I think so. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a yes and on that. Okay, good. I'm going to add a fifth C. Uh, and to keep it with the C's, I'm going to add content uh, because mm. content is what drives culture, yeah. right? And so... I think that, that there's there's an aspect of of your business values and what you do and how you how you how you serve that is is a is is also going to be part of that. Um, but you're right. I mean, it, it, the, the CMO. What I love about the framework, um, Jim, is that this CMO has a lot of different faces, and it's not just about interfacing with your ad agency, mm-hmm. right? And I think most CMOs probably know that these days. But people that aren't in the business, that's what they think. I mean. People, CFOs will think, oh, you're the, you're the agency, you're the creative agency person, right? And so, but I love that because it, it is a, it's, it's the context of, of like, yeah, I, I need to not just build my own team. I'm going to go backwards on your list, but not just build my own team, but like, I got to inspire the whole company. Uh, every employee here is, is part of our brand. Every employee, every, everyone works here. And how do I inspire you and build you and like attract the right people in? by the nature of what we do and how we do and how we, how we solve these things. Right. Um, and, and the complexity of, of like all the, all the levers that you have, you know, I think it's pretty spot on the, the six C that's missing it though, is I, I will go back to, I think creativity as part of that underpinning of the entire business. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's part of the inspiring your people, inspiring your brands, yeah. inspire, inspiring the product, right. Which is, which is sort of getting people to just think differently about their organization. Yeah. I sound like an Apple ad. <laughs> it's okay. It works. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I want to get back to this research. And I know you're reluctant to talk about clients specifically, but I wonder if you could tell the story about a client that was moved by the research, thought differently by the research, maybe consider making some changes based on the research. Again, so this is all still new stuff, but they're more likely going to hire a chief creative officer uh, mm-hmm. to be part of their business. Mm-hmm. Um not like classic agency chief creative officer, but like somebody that thinks about design, somebody thinks about content, somebody thinks about experience, somebody thinks about all the components that come together and, and, and thinks about it. Like how does that change the nature of the business? Right. So, so does, does a business go from, you know, just being a, a, a hospitality engine or does the engine go, or does it go to being like a local, a local place of hangout? Right. Instead of like for travelers, maybe it's for local people. Right? And so just thinking differently about the business in and of itself. And I've been in some of these rooms sometimes and you know, people will say things and all the old guard will roll their eyes and go like, that's not our business that we're in. But, but a good, good CMOs and like this one client I'm thinking about in particular, like they give the air, they give the space, they let, they let the conversation go uh, and, and force it to say, why not instead of why, right? And so I think, I think that's one example uh, that I can talk about. Mark, how about your own organization? How has the study impacted Deloitte Digital and the kinds of things that you talk about 
the kinds of discussions you're having, the th- kinds of things that you bring to clients? So as, as we opened this up, like we talked a little bit about sort of what we're doing here at Deloitte Digital and how we how we shifted how I think like to think that we we've, we've sort of set a new tone in the market. What what it's done is it's actually grounded a lot of what we've been talking about because um, we've always talked about the importance of design and experiences. We've always talked about the importance of connecting technology and data together. We've always talked about the importance of storytelling you know, in this, but what this actually has given us is it, it's, it's the anchor because, because ultimately at the end of the day, everything we do is about transformation. And by the way, transformation is a scary term to you know, particularly a lot of marketers because it's sort of like, Oh, this is big, it's heavy. It's going to take six years. And no, like transformation doesn't, doesn't mean like big wholehearted change. Transformation just means look at the problem you have and let's try to solve it differently than how you normally been solving it. Right. And so I think what for us internally, it's given us a couple of things. It's, it's given us an anchor into the role creativity plays in a consulting firm. Uh, we like to say that we're a consulting firm powered by creativity because there's creatives across our organization and, and the recognition, like we attract people not just advertising people, not just agency people, not just design people, but we attract a lot of people with different backgrounds, strategists, technologists, engineers, you know, uh, data scientists that, that when you peel it back, they, they think creatively, they're creative thinkers and they like to feel that they think creative thoughts. And it's given us a way to sort of like talk to our clients in a way that sort of puts it all together. It's not a silo we're going to implement this thing. We're going to change this thing and we'll give you some interfaces over here. And by the way, we'll do this advertising for you on the side. Um, and it's given us ways of thinking about our, our classic creative leaders, you know, CCOs, ECDs, you know, uh, uh, chief design officers, you know, giving them more of a, more of a strategic, important leadership uh, sort of voice uh, in our business uh, and in the market uh, with us. So for all of the marketers who are listening, and especially the CMOs or the growth officers or the, or the senior VPs, what do you feel are the most important takeaways or things for them to consider or think about based on the learning from the study you did with Lions? We like to say that there are three things uh, for us that, that you know, we want we want everyone to sort of take away from it. Like at the end, I encourage you to download the study. You search for creativity gap, you'll find it mm-hmm. pretty easy. Anybody that sort of aspires to create a more creatively driven organization has to think about, should be doing, should be doing a takeaway. And the, the first is this idea of like, you know, creativity is not an outside in uh, perspective. It's an inside out perspective. There are in your organization today, there are hidden creatives. There are people and, and they may not have a creative title. They may be an engineer title. They may be, a, you know, but but they think differently. They have a different perspective. They're 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 influenced by by you know different things. Like your customers might might be some of that, right? Um, certainly, there's partners that you can have uh, that's part of that. But but there's hidden creatives, and you got to give them the air. You got to give them the space. You got to give them the freedom to to sort of be comfortable putting themselves out there. A lot of times, create people that are creative, you know, as you, as you know, Jim, people who are creative are, always think the world is against them. Uh, you know, they always think that they're being judged by their ideas. And, mm-hmm. you know, so, so I think finding them in your organization and unlocking that is super critical and super key. Um, there, there's an old saying that, you know, innovation never happens at the top. It happens in the middle. Well, creativity doesn't happen at the top. It doesn't happen outside. It happens in the middle. It happens in the, in the organization to start with. So I think that's the first one. Um, and it, but, but once you do that, like you as a leader have to be patient with it. 
you're not going to get the magical thinking day one. And then the last thing I, I, would, I would sort of say is this idea of um, who owns creativity. Like I, I always say creativity is not – one person does not represent it. Um, one department. It's not a department. You know, I think that's, that's, that's the interesting thing. Also creative is not a department. It's a, it's a form of problem solving. Um, and in giving more people accountability for creativity, uh, is, is super important. And, and again, these don't have to be like big changes. Sometimes it can just be little changes. Somebody that can look at the problem differently and go like, this is how, why are we doing all this things? Right. And, and not burdened by, you know, things that they, that they, that they think are, are, standard, uh, standard fare or, or you know, commonplace for them. So, um, and, and, and bringing together all the different disciplines will help you find those, those unique, elegant solutions that, that will, that will solve those problems for you. Well, I love how you talk about creativity and the, and really the definition of it. And I also love the hidden creative idea. I, I, I've talked to a lot of guests on this show about creativity and, we, we actually did talk about this concept of sort of hidden creatives. And one person said what they do, it's a habit. They always, they always reach out to the new people in the organization, those that are there like less than eight weeks, and ask them, what do they think? What should we be doing differently? What ideas do you have? What do you think that we're doing that is really silly? How could we be better? And she said they get such inspiration from that. And they also, of course, look for the challengers. In the culture, the ones that may be a bit of the misunderstood or the misfits or the rebels. I mean, we're sounding like Apple again, but she makes sure that she understands where they're coming from. So just two practical things we can all do that I think help get at your concept of find those hidden creatives. Totally. The quiet ones are the most interesting mm -hmm. ones sometimes. And the ones that haven't been jaded by, uh, right. by how you do things. Right. right. It's, it's, it's right. very, really good, really good points. So, Mark, any previews on what's next in terms of interesting research, new to the world research from Deloitte Digital? I mean, I think we're gonna we're gonna continue continue the exploration and, and sort of quantification of you know creativity. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see sort of more uh, more depth into into that and what that looks like across different disciplines, different ways of working, different ways of teaming, right? Things like that. Um, you know, and certainly, certainly, we continue in our in our you know every day of of looking at what it, what's the biggest problems we have today and applying some of the principles to them. You know, I I think I think top of mind, I'm sure for a lot of your listeners is is about resiliency and mm -hmm. future economic headwinds and yep. you know how do you how do you change your change your uh, uh, continue to change and grow you know in light of CFOs asking you for 25 percent reduction, right? And so keep an eye out for uh, for some of those things as well. Mark, thank you so much for this recording that we're doing in the holiday season. So with great gratitude, I thank you for your insights. Thank you for spending time with us. And I look forward to what you do with this study and how it continues to evolve. And it gave me a lot of fresh ideas. So thank you for that. And I encourage our listeners to download it. The link is in the show notes and it's really good. It's really inspiring and it's really pra pragmatic. And I thank you, Jim, for everything you do for our business and our market that we have and, and helping, helping CMOs around the, uh, around the globe. So appreciate you. That was my conversation with Mark Singer. Three takeaways from this one for your business brand and life. The first one, a really basic one, CMO jobs are expanding. 
Mark and his team fielded this study, this really large study, and they found that there's a huge increase in chief growth officer job titles and that the creativity part of the CMO role is getting smaller, which leads us to a creativity gap. So big takeaway, if your job is expanding, you're with a lot of other friends. Second takeaway, I love what Mark said about creativity, how he defines creativity, how they think about creativity. Creativity is about a fresh way to solve a business challenge, and it's about lots of different perspectives and working in an environment of psychological safety. Third takeaway, this notion that there are hidden creatives in every organization, and our job as leaders is to find those people. They may be the quiet ones, they may be the challengers, they may be the new people, and finding hidden creatives is one great strategy to success and to growing your brand. That's it for this episode of the CMO Podcast. If you found this helpful and entertaining, I would be so grateful if you could share our show with your friends. And I would be super happy if you subscribe so you can be updated as we publish new episodes. And if you really want to help, leave us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The CMO Podcast is a Gallery Media Group original production.